Hi, everyone. Welcome to a Monday Market Update. As you know, we love moving averages here at CCO, and I wanted to show you the most important moving average that we think that you need to be looking at right now. So the 200-week moving average, we talk about it a lot, and is the red line on this chart. It has essentially been the floor for every single Bitcoin bear market in history. Now, uh, we've said this a few times as well, but the FTX situation and the, what was going on in the macro and traditional finance, we believe pushed us down further than we've ever been before. We've been artificially suppressed, I guess, beneath that 200-week moving average. Uh, caused a lot of panic in markets being below this red line because people thought, okay, we're coming back down to retest. This is the place to buy. But no, we went down another, let's say, 32% from the 200-week moving average. We've never really done that before. So it caused a lot of panic. Now we've come back and done that beautiful sort of break up through it there. And now coming back down, we've lost it here and we're coming up to retest it underside as a resistance again. Now, I don't think this is the end of the world, but this is absolutely the line you need to be paying attention to uh, because it will signal whether Bitcoin is going to be bullish in the short to midterm versus a little bit more bearish for a little while before, you know, the back end of the year and potential of the halving. So uh, that's where we sit now. We broke down beneath it. We just had the close here, the weekly close. You see this green candle here in that box. A little bit of noise on this chart and I'll just unpack it just a little bit for you guys. Um, we had this red candle on the weekly close last week underneath. That was a horrible sign. We got uh, closed beneath the 20 as well. This week, we had that recovery candle. So um, this whole week that we've just seen, we had it uh, essentially plunge into it was 24,000 region. That's 5% down. So uh, really into these zones here, that plan A drop zone that we had down into key support, right in the middle of that and the noise area. Now, the noise area I put there, um, simply for you know anything crazy to happen. So if Binance were to, uh, if things were to progress, progress there even further, maybe they turn into a bit of an FTX or um, a DOJ, so Department of Justice sort of lawsuit against Coinbase, or just something random, a catalyst that would force the market downward. Now, again, we clearly saw that plunge into liquidity, which I wanted to see, so that's fantastic. But we didn't get that real flush out into that area. It doesn't mean that has to happen. I think everyone has been watching the 23,500 level. And if I bring up, uh, the volume profile over here, 23,500, 600, that kind of area uh, would just be the perfect entry point. That's probably why the market isn't going to give it to you. Um, so that generally is what happens as well. So when I say volume here, it means liquidity, previous action being traded in that area. So there will be lots of bids stacked there. Um, and now we're almost having the recovery candle. So again, we had that close here this week, and now we're starting over here about 26,300. We're still under the 200-week moving average, but it does not matter in my view because the trend now seems to be up. So I just want to see that there. I want to see a close on the daily, on the four-hour. I want to see us closing above that 200-week moving average level. So it'll be about 26,500. I think we can absolutely get there quite soon. This was just a beautiful recovery off that low. So I really, really like that. And just broadly, the, the pattern that I'm watching, and this is the creeping crawl back into support where we had the, the testing out, the real feeling out of liquidity in that area. Bears could not put in the knife and bring us down to that 200 at around about that level I've just been discussing. Um, but we've just climbed back into this beautiful falling wedge. And to me, we look really well positioned for that move to 28,000 to 30,000 and above over the next month or so. And I'm pretty confident with that because of the way that stocks are acting and just generally the macro situation is improving for crypto. And of course, we had the um, the uh, catalyst event where we had the largest asset manager on the planet called BlackRock, just a little old company called BlackRock Essential. Some people believe they control the world, but they are submitting a a spot Bitcoin ETF proposal to the SEC, and they really have never been refused. So if we get a spot approval ETF, 
in the US, the capital that's going to inflow in this market is insane. So we're seeing that injection in the arm of this market right now, just on in confidence and a bit of um, you know, a surety that things aren't all lost in the US. I know a few weeks ago, maybe you guys saw the video I posted from an advanced group, was that uh, I just felt that the anti-crypto sort of um, sentiment had peaked in the US. I think with the regulators and politicians, there came a point where Gary Gensler just kept, you know, throwing his hammer at everything and eventually people don't like that and it's stifling innovation and then it, it, it just, yeah, it snowballed from there. So I think this is the recovery mode. This is exactly what we wanted. We even had some tether fud at that bottom. So really, really nice there. And um, yeah, the, the the place that you want to see, this is about 28,300. Once we get above this previous um, we hear then this downtrend is invalidated and we're going higher. But right now we've got a bit of resistance above. We'll see where that goes. But so far, so good. Like what I'm saying with Bitcoin. All right, before I get into the Ethereum chart, just wanted to, um, again, rehash what I just spoke about with BlackRock and the, the new injection of confidence and um, uh, potentially a pivot point in the market as we head into the halving next year. Um, this is Fidelity. This is an asset manager that's enormous as well. I mean, they have trillions on the balance sheet. They're not far behind BlackRock. Um, but they are quietly um, releasing an exchange like custody service of Bitcoin and Ethereum. And this is what we spoke about, Joe and myself spoke about in our 2023 trends report after that horrible year of 2023 in the bear market that we believe FTX, that going down, that was almost the laying the ground and um, in the ashes, the sharks were circling, the Wall Street sharks were circling, Black Rocks, Fidelity to the world, the big banks, the Goldman Sachs, they are all looking for this perfect entry into this market. And it was then because there's this massive gap. They can make a ton of money. They're circling. They can just come in and almost get, not just get a seat at the table, they can run the table. And that's what BlackRock is trying to do right now. That's what Fidelity is trying to do. So we feel really good about those predictions that we were making in those trends report. We could just see a very obvious move here for mainstream finance. And I think when you see that the lowest sentiment levels, you see lower prices, that's when these companies get in. That. And then they start to release the good news and good news and good news to pump their own bags to get this market excited again. And I think we're going to see that leading into the halving next year. So Fidelity looking to do the same. And this is the way forward in the US. It is fully regulated, custodied, insured exchanges. It is the only way it's going to take off in the US and get this capital. Now, I know I'm a, I'm a Bitcoiner as well. I, I believe in the ethos, but if we want to see these huge valuations of Bitcoin and this more interest, more capital in the market in a short amount of time, over a longer amount of time, I think it's going to be fine and probably get to the same place. But in the short amount of time, if you want to see $100,000 uh, Bitcoin plus, maybe even $500,000 Bitcoin plus in the next few years, uh, you're going to need to open, you're going to be almost bend a little and allow that that regulated um, cryptocurrency exchange in the US. Look, we have centralized exchanges all across the world. Um, but not a lot of them are fully insured or regulated. In fact, I don't think any of them really are, um, you know, to the that we see in traditional finance. It's just not even close. So um, we need this. We need to give uh, mainstream investors uh, more surety, and we need to get this space with a bit of legitimacy around it after FTX and another um, and some actors in Binance as well. So um, let's get into Ethereum. Don't want to spend all day talking about that. Um, yeah, Ethereum for mine, this uh, this is more advanced than Bitcoin. It's actually gone down to its 200-day moving average, which is really great on huge volume support, had a really nice bounce. This was such a good entry. And we're talking about the masterminds clients that we thought that this was the cherry right that you needed to look at in Ethereum if you're that, that mid to longer term investor. These entry points, they don't come around often. Uh, use moving averages to your advantage. These longer term moving averages, especially in a broader uptrend, you can essentially just sit bids on these moving averages and, and they're just really good spots to buy because the price action generally gravitates back. You just have to be patient. And that is the most difficult part 
of this market um, in just judging that and having patience. It's, it can be very, very tough because it's very volatile. It's a motive. You want to make money quickly, but you make more money by being patient and setting these orders in key areas. Um, but yes, Ethereum, it's in a bit of no man's land here in terms of volume. It's had that bounce. This should quite easily go back to you know high 1700s in my view and to these moving averages, which will hit into resistance here then, probably comes back down and retest before it goes higher. But so far, so good, looking great. All right, just wanted to point out quickly some on-chain data from Checkmate. He's the head analyst at Glassnode. We interviewed him not long ago. Absolutely fantastic. Check it out through our link tree if you haven't already. Same with that trends report I mentioned before, guys. Make sure you check that out in the link tree. But here, pretty dim out there. Meanwhile, Bitcoin, shrimp, crabs, and fish wallets. So under these wallets have a hundred um, under a hundred Bitcoin in their wallets, uh, adding to their balance at a rate of two hundred and forty eight percent the amount of freshly minted by miners. So that is insane. Um, sharks, so there's a hundred to a thousand Bitcoin in their wallets, are adding an additional thirty eight percent. Coins are coming out of exchanges. So. The supply-demand shock is really beginning to kick in. There's less circulating supply out there. These smaller investors, smaller holders are just constantly dollar-cost averaging and adding to their balance sheet. Uh, and again, next year, the Bitcoin halving hits and Bitcoin becomes scarcer than gold. This is a constant dynamic. This is why every single four years, we have a pretty significant run in Bitcoin and also altcoins. So guys, buckle up. You need to start getting educated about this. You need a position for the in the now for the future because it is coming and it's going to come fast. And I don't know if it's going to be exactly the same as um, the last few cycles. I think we can get a pretty significant front running into this halving because of some catalysts I've mentioned. So have a wonderful day. We'll catch you a bit later. Make sure to check out the trends report in the link tree just to get a bit more clarity on that. And we'll take it from there. See you guys. Bye.